Hello and welcome to A Journey Through the Heart podcast. This podcast is here to uplift and encourage women and men. Here we will be discussing all things healing, love, relationships, grief, science, religion, beauty, tech, and so, so much more. So join me as we journey through my matters, your matters, and our matters of the heart. Hey, y'all, and welcome to A Journey Through the Heart podcast. I am your host, Deshay Elisa, and without further ado, we are just going to jump right on in. So let's quickly talk about the flow of order for season one of A Journey Through the Heart podcast. So some episodes will be interview-based where I invite guests and some will just be myself. Um, And we will just rock out together where I am either answering questions that you all may want to know the answers to or sharing some of my own stories for motivational purposes. Either way, I promise to keep you all engaged from beginning to end, coming back for more and more, okay? (laughs) So listen, I hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving with loved ones and friends. I hope you all enjoyed your high vibrational plates, okay? I myself had a mixture of high vibrational plates and low but no worries because you know he's still working on me okay (laughs) um all of the food was amazing that i had and my holiday this year was a little bittersweet as this was the first year without my mother um without her food without her cussing and going off on all of us (laughs) without her telling us to get out um i miss her i miss her craziness lord she was so crazy she's been gone for three months and while i understand death and the process it still just feels weird not having her i understand death in the process but it's still it, it just it seems it's just so weird it seems so weird um I understand the process, but there's still a lot to process. Um, So that's that. It was also very interesting because we decided, my sisters and I, to celebrate in Nashville this this year. They did not want to come back to our hometown at all, which rightfully so. And each time I travel back to Nashville, um, especially leaving Ohio, Dayton, I get excited because it's just an amazing feeling, right? I feel encouraged. I feel the energy shift when I'm going through the different states. Not necessarily Kentucky because that's a little crazy. But when I'm driving and I get to Tennessee, I'm like, you know it just it it just it feels different and this time the closer I got to Nashville uh, again the more excited I became but as I was driving through the different cities I started to reminisce about 
the time when we first moved and how my mom was showing us around and showing us the jail that they filmed the movie Green Mallet and, you know, showing us where the Titans played and just different attractions that the city has. Um, It was like, wow, being from a small city, Dayton, being exposed to a larger city, Nashville, I thought like, man, my mom gave me this. She gave my sisters and I this. And the fact that, well, she exposed that to us and the fact that she's just not here anymore is so weird. I think it's called a stork. I felt like, you know, she, (laughs) the stork, you know how they drop the baby off somewhere. I kind of felt like that, like she's dropped us, you know, but, but I understand her move. I think that's what it all boiled down to. Um, It is different being a mother now with a child. I would do anything for my baby. I'd make sacrifices. I'd take chances. I'd do anything to make sure that she's straight. And I know that that's what my mom did when she moved to Nashville back in 2010. I know that she was making a move that would not necessarily benefit her only but she was thinking about her children she left all of her friends she left her family and she moved with only knowing one individual in Nashville well two her friend and her and her friend's husband now when she moved in 2010 I myself didn't um I was being a little rebellious at the time, so I was like, I'm not going. I didn't want to leave, like, what I thought I knew. Um, So I waited until a year later. But I know um, I I wanted to do my own thing. (laughs) So, again, I stayed behind for, like, a year. But my middle sister didn't want to leave initially. You know, her friends... But my baby sister, she didn't understand it. She was just down for the ride. So looking back, again, I understand that move that was made. Um, My mom's move afforded my sisters and I to have a new hope and a future. You know, it broadened our horizon. Um, I accomplished a lot while I was in Nashville and exposed to a lot during my time. I was exposed to a lot and I accomplished a lot during my time in Nashville. And I'm forever grateful to my mom for doing what she needed to do for the betterment of her children. I always respect her. I've always respected her because it's always been that way. Even prior to her moving to Nashville, my fondest memory of my mom is how she how she took care of us everything I I may have not necessarily have agreed with but when I look at it from a mother's point of view she did what she needed to do and that is always going to be respected she did what she needed to do and did what she had to do um I know that my mother, too, was inspired by her children. Even if sometimes there were, she had weird ways of showing it. 
she was inspired. And I'm here today to talk about my latest and greatest inspiration. <laughs> my baby, Miss Dory Olivia James Balls, the one who inspires me. And the crowd goes, wow, Ooh, Dory. That's my baby, y'all. I love her so, oh my goodness. So, 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 so much. She is feisty. She is sassy. She is, <laughs> she is so clever, so intelligent, and such a ball of love and light. Truthfully, she has her moods. She does have her moods. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but she definitely, <laughs> she definitely has her moods. But she is an inspiration to me. Dory was actually born on Memorial Day weekend. Her birthday will always fall on Memorial Day weekend, which is a whole word, okay, y'all? Because, honey, <laughs> we still putting the pieces together for that puzzle, okay? Um, how do you lose two grandparents on the same day, which is August the 8th, 8-8? Eight, eight. And then you come out weighing eight pounds, 0.8 ounces, and you're born on Memorial Day weekend. That's crazy, right? Or is it just me? I think it's a little crazy. And I'm still waiting on God to answer. Like, what? what is that? What was that? But the answers are yet to be revealed in due time. He said, in due time. <laughs> Anyway, y'all, she was born May the 26th, 2022. Okay, again, weighing 8 pounds, 0.8 ounces. And my girl came out with one push. Okay, one, one push. I pushed one time and, and homegirl slid out. I remember the day like it was yesterday. So quick story time. I woke up laboring at about 5 a.m. And I truly, <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly just thought I was cramping. It was like the way that it happened. I just went on about my day like, okay, I'm cramping. Like there was no urgency at all. And I think that is to the gift that us as women have. Like, you know your body. It was just this calm in me initially. Now, don't get me wrong. There were parts when I got on the bed that I was like, oof, like I'm having hot flashes. I didn't know what my body was doing. It was crazy. But initially, like it was a it was a very calm feeling. I was just like, okay, I need to breathe. I'm walking around the house, y'all. I'm trying to get my hair braided. I done jumped in the shower. I started straightening up. I was on the phone. Just, <laughs> I was just doing me. 5 a.m. turned into 9.30 real quick. And I tried to meet my cousin for her to braid my hair. I was like, I just want two braids. I just need two braids. So when I get to her, horrible, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm literally cramping. It just feels like intense period cramps, but they got worse when I got to her and 
I was like, okay, no, I think I need to go to the hospital. So I'm talking to my mom during this time, and she um, she was like, I need to come and get you. I, I'm coming to get you. And I was like, no, I'm going to have her dad take me. And she's like, girl, I'm coming. I will call him. I'm, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> so I was like, okay. You know, and looking back, that's a moment that I'll always cherish because... I paid a doula, y'all. Like, I I paid a doula and thought I was about to have this doula. The doula didn't even show up because she was coming from Cincinnati. And that's like 45 minutes to an hour drive. Dory's birth was so fast. No one expected it to be that fast. She, She didn't show. My mother was my doula. And... I remember getting into the room, the triage room, finally, and they had to check me, let me down, and the lady, you know, put her 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 fingers in there and was measuring, and she's like, oh, you're nine and a half centimeters dilated. I'm like, what? I looked at my mom. I said, wait, so I can't get the epidural? Now, you got to be careful what you speak, because... The whole time prior to me, like, getting to that that climax moment, I was like, oh, I'm going to have her natural. I'm having her natural. I knew in my heart I wanted to do that. I wanted to go through that experience. I wanted to do the water. I wanted to do, you know, just like that whole birthing experience. And I was saying, like, I'm going to have her natural. I'm going to have her natural. Well, I got what I had wanted, and when those cramps started to kick in, though it was something that I could bear, I just, I still didn't want to feel it. I was like, mm-mm, nah, let me get the epidural. So my mom looked at me, and she said, girl, you are crazy. You can't get the, you are way past the limit, because I think they can't give it to you if you're past, like, six, six, six or seven centimeters dilated. Not, I, I really don't re- remember, but it's somewhere around there. And my mom started to laugh at me. I'm thinking at this point, okay, I'm about to be punished. Like, God is God is wanting to punish me because I didn't have a baby and I'm not married. And uh, I'm just, this, she about to tear me up coming out. I was so scared, y'all. Like, <laughs> I was so scared. But I was like, shit, we here. We about to, we about to tough it out. We here. So, look, we about to do it. Um, Everything happened so quickly. So they had to get me from the triage room to the regular room. Mind you, my water still hadn't broke. So I was thinking, I mean, I, I try to do so much in my own, with my own, in my own strength. Like, I thought that they were going to be... They were going to break the water and do the most. And it's it's interesting, too. I'm going to rewind really quick. Prior to getting there, I have wanted to have her. Uh, I cannot remember the word. I was going to have them basically take her out of me because my like towards the end, my blood pressure has started to rise. I didn't want to be pregnant anymore. I was emotionally a mess. So I was just like, I, I just, I, I'm done with it. I cannot remember the name, but it's where you have a doctor 
you sign up for something lord it's it's something where they end up making you go into labor I tried to do that on a Sunday induced yes I think I think that's what it is like I was gonna have them induce me and I had it scheduled for that Sunday and God said nah she coming when I when when I need her to come <laughs> and it was on that Thursday so anyway I get in there and I'm thinking okay my water hasn't broken so now they're gonna have to break my water but you know I traveled from the triage room to the actual room and as soon as I got through the doors I heard this balloon pop, pop. and this water shh. I was like oh my gosh I think my water just broke <laughs> my mom was looking and I, I had a contraction with that and it's so amazing how the body works and how your baby works with you like she was working with me my doctor didn't come in um, because, which is something that you learn, you know, the doctors, it's not possible for them to really make it in depending on when you have the baby. So the doctor that I thought was going to be delivering my baby didn't, but I was able to have an African-American doctor come in and assist me. Um, and she was a woman and she came in after my water broke literally a minute later. All the nurses came in and swarmed around me. And the doctor was like, okay, I see her head. So with that next contraction, I need you to push. She, 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 she said, put your butt down, like point it downward and just push because I see her. At this time, I'm still not. My adrenaline is rushing. I didn't feel anything really. I was just nervous because, again, this is an experience I had never experienced before. And that next contraction came. I started getting hot flashes. My mommy's on the side of me, fanning me, holding my hand, just fanning me. I'm like, Mom, I'm so hot. That contraction came, and I pushed, y'all. I pushed one push. And a big foot, long back body <laughs> long body long back fat hand beautiful angel face baby came out of me oh my goodness y'all I'm just like my heart is so is smiling right now in one push I shocked the hell out of myself and I know for for a fact my mom um specifically her I know everybody in the room was probably shocked but they were telling me, like, you did that like you were a pro. This is your first? I said, yes. <laughs> they said, she came right on out, and she did. And it's been a year and a half since I've had my baby, y'all. But that one push motivates me and has been motivating me for some time now. It tells me so many different things. It tells me how I am created to create. Some of you know, but some of you don't. I was um, diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome when I was 19. And 
being diagnosed with that, they told me, my doctor literally was like, it's going to be harder for you to conceive. When she told me that, I think subconsciously I threw out the, threw out like, okay, I'm not going to have any children or it's going to be a long time. And I moved like that for years. I actually played Russian roulette a few times. <laughs> never have been pregnant though. I've never been pregnant, never taken anything to not make me pregnant. I just know that it wasn't the time prior to now. And me always in in my mind, I would tell myself too, again, here's another another reason why you should be very careful with what you speak. One of the things I used to say all the time is that my womb is going to open when it's supposed to. And I just said that I didn't even know, like I had no clue I would ever be or when it would happen, what it would happen like. But I just was like, hmm, my womb is going to open when it's supposed to. And I felt that I believed that and I, I I saw that God showed me that yeah, it opened at the time that it needed to because while it was an inconvenience to me and my human mind and when she came, she still came at a time that I needed her the most and then her other family members needed her the most as well because we have all suffered a lot of loss, a lot of loss. But that one push again tells me how I am created to create. Nothing is too hard for me. I got through with some women dying. Okay, that's that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a whole word. I got through with some women dying. My whole story represents just that I got through what some women die in loss childbirth more loss heartbreak more loss navigating grief becoming a parent after losing three parents I got through what some women die in my baby Dory encourages me to keep swimming Although she is named after her father, he also chose her name. And when he was choosing her name and explaining to me the name, he stated, it's because we need to persist. Dory is my latest and greatest inspiration. She challenges me to do new things, to reach new heights. She helps me to know that I can do the hard things. Her birth showed me that you can go into a place that you've never been before. Be completely unaware of what's going to happen. Not understand how it's going to go, how the outcome of it, not not knowing if you're even going to come out alive. But you can do this. Just keep swimming. Persist. You got this. You were built for this. You were made for this.
when she was coming out, my mom had asked me afterwards, like, how did that feel? And I said, all pressure, no pain. I literally felt the pressure of her coming. It was like something was moving through my body. I felt the pressure of her. But I didn't feel the pain. I didn't feel a ring of fire, you know, that they tell you you're going to feel. You're going to feel this ring of fire. It's going to burn. It's going to. And maybe that was the blessing of my water breaking right before because it lubricated the way, you know, it lubric- I don't know. <laughs> but I'm thankful. And though she ripped me, I didn't even feel that until I started to heal. Now, healing, healing was tough. Healing was so, ooh, it was so tough, y'all. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. That healing process, it hurts. It it hurt. It's a process, and I that can correlate over to healing from heartbreak when you really are are sitting in it not masking it with other things yeah that's another word that that that's something but it literally was all pressure no pain and I'm built for the pressure diamonds are created from hot temperatures and pressure And you are listening to someone who's been under the hottest temperatures. And some heavy pressure. But yet I continue to rise and will continue to persist. I'm going to keep swimming. And you should too. So here on a journey through the hearts podcast I will always ask my guests a final question and that question will be what was your clot now I'm building something here so follow me y'all okay because we got some amazing things in store for y'all in the future and losing my grandmother to cardiac arrest um, and then my mother to the same thing a massive heart attack with my mom there were blood clots there was a major blood clot and a blood clot obviously is what happens um when there's plaque buildup and it stops the blood from flowing and getting to the heart a clot being you know the blockage that's stopping your flow the flow of all things amazing in your life that can ultimately stop you from living and so I'll ask all of my guests that because we're journeying through the heart. We're dealing with this heart stuff. So I'll be the first to answer before I have any guests, before they share their clots, I'll share mine. And I'll say one of my clots, because your girl had a few. <laughs> but one of them was negative self-talk. And really not believing in myself. I think that's appropriate for this story. That breaks down to so many other things. So many other clots. Again, I mentioned I I had a few. Um, But 
for the sake of time and my business, I'll keep it at that. <laughs> okay? So negative self-talk and not believing in myself. Those could be separated into two or be one. But that was my clot. And I overcame by doing the work, meditating, praying, counseling, and ultimately believing in myself, looking at my experiences, right? Because your life will always show you the proof of what you need to know. If you look at your life, you look through certain points in your life, certain experiences that you have. And if you are resilient, you'll have some battles in there. You'll have some losses, but you'll definitely have some wins. And for me, fortunately enough, I had more wins than losses. Had a lot of loss. Oh my goodness, I had so much loss. I've had so much loss, and I'm sure there's more loss to come because that's life, right? It's the ebbs and flows of life. You are going to have valleys. You're going to have falls. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have disappointments. You're going to have heartbreaks. You're going to have disappointments. I think I may have said that, but you're going to have so much stuff that is just unfavorable. But it's on you to pick and decide, like, okay, I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on this. Even if the losses seem greater, I'm going to focus on the wins because I'm a winner. And I have what it takes to persist. I can look at my experiences and see how I overcame, how God was there for me, how my family was there for me, how friends have been there for me, how God and the angels and my ancestors have been there for me. And that's what I'm focusing on. And that's how that clot dissipated. Now, the average person has 66,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day. So, of course, you can't you can't sweep out and catch every negative thought that comes in, but those dominant thoughts, yeah, we're catching them. And we are combating that with the good stuff. Okay? So, that brings us to the end of this episode. Please remember to like and subscribe and share this episode with someone who could benefit or someone who could relate. You can follow me personally on IG at the Faultless Beauty. That's F-A-U-L-T-Z-B-T-Y. And on IG at A Journey Through the Heart, all one word. Thank you all for tuning in so much. Until next time, take care of your heart and enjoy the journey.